Mais comment ça va, everybody? It's me, DJ Red. Welcome to the DJ Red Podcast. Today, we have two great sponsors. Lodri Guans is our first one up. Look, this company was uh, made back in 2000. Uh, one of my good friends, Edwin Lodrig, he uh, thought of this idea of making some wine from Ponticula strawberries right here in Louisiana. Uh, their daily operations are managed by professional staff. And they are driven totally by the passion for making wine. You can go check them out on the World Wide Web at LodrigWines.com or on Facebook. If you contact them, they'll give you a listing of their different wines they produce. Also, they have private tasting sessions. And those things, you can get casseated now, I'm telling you. So give them a look up. And it is Lodrig Wines in Denham Springs, Louisiana, y'all. And our second sponsor for the DJ Red Podcast is our first monthly sponsor, and that's Cypress Brand. Yeah, Cypress Brand is a locally owned company right here in Louisiana that brings you handcrafted men's accessories made from the American alligator, hunted right here in Louisiana by Louisiana residents. Yeah, they come from the swamp. They come from the marsh right here in South Louisiana. This company is owned by a local veteran, and uh, he provides all these products to the in the U.S. Um, from start to finish. Everything's harvested again right here in Louisiana. Every product is made with the soft leather uh, to outlast the traditional leathers out there. This is some good stuff, some alligator stuff, let me tell you. It's also vintage laid-back look with the worn look on it, and it's really stylish uh, for the Cajun man down here, and also for any man in the United States, for that matter. And also, when you purchase from Cypress Brand, you're not only supporting these local uh, guys here, these trappers and uh, everybody that contributes to uh, the conservation of our wetland, but you're also making donations to the veterans. Because this month, for every vachery that is sold on the website at cypressbrand.com, they will donate $10 to a nonprofit organization that goes straight to veterans. So you can find all of their products right here locally in downtown Homa at 7887 Collective Drive. And uh, also you can go visit them on the web. That's cypressbrand.com. Subscribe to their mailing list for 15% off on your first purchase. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and the web. That's cypressbrand.com. All right, guys, I'm so excited today on the DJ Red Podcast to have my friend Ricky False. Ricky, um, a.k.a. Pitbull, this guy, I work out with him at the gym. Uh, we've had conversations, uh, passerby, I'll be working out, and he'll, he'll come spot me or I'll spot him. And it sparked a conversation about what he's doing. Uh, he's a veteran. He is um, into CrossFit. He's into exercising. And he came up with this wild idea to uh, to ride his bike from New Orleans all the way down to Key West, Florida. And he's doing it to raise money for the veterans. And he also has his friend, Mr. Johnny Smith, who is a veteran as well. And he's with an organization that he's going to help Ricky in his pursuit to raise money and awareness for veterans who have been forgotten and uh, who need our help more than ever right now, especially during the pandemic. So here we go. DJ Red Podcast. Let's hit it. Them. 
In studio right now, Mr. Ricky Falls, a.k.a. Pitbull, right? That's right. Where, where you got that nickname from? Well, when I was born, my parents had 40 Pitbulls. Okay. That when I was born, my father was a martial artist. He met my mom teaching karate. All right. He used to jog, and he would tie one of the dogs to a wagon and pull me until the dog seen a cat one time and took off, and I went flipping in a ditch. But I was born around, I was born and raised around Pitbulls. When I was 14 or 13, we was in back of Devil Swamp and Thibodeau, and we had 90 Pitbulls at one time. Wow. So I grew up around them. And then after I had my first MMA fight, no matter how much the dudes would beat on me, I kept coming and coming. It's not the smartest style of fighting, but I would take a beating and keep coming. So, right. so you, you're like Rocky. You, you, you keep hitting and you just keep yeah. coming, huh? Yeah, no matter how ugly I would get, I would keep on coming. <laughs> and he would always tell me, you, we, we see you're tough, but you need to learn how to move your head. Oh, I just right. moved it forward. All right. And we got Mr. Johnny Smith with us, too. Uh, with the, uh, You got an organization that helps out veterans, too, which is yes, why we're here today. We're going to talk about that, too. But tell yes. us a little bit about yourself, where well, you're from. Well, I'm from uh, Labadeville, Louisiana. I was born in uh, New Orleans. And uh, uh, I started this organization here in, in Louisiana because I retired in 2006. But when I came here, I saw the definite need uh, that I was doing in Chicago. I was basically raised in Chicago, Illinois. Mm -hmm. I did my schooling there. And I would come backwards and forth uh, from Chicago to Louisiana. And my whole family has suffered through the veterans' uh, defeat of being denied, delayed, and discouraged in the system. Mm -hmm. So I worked for the VA in 1971 in Chicago. So I started to read up on how these veterans' benefits were being given to them. And I noticed that every one of them were denied in the system. Okay. And that continuation of that the denial goes on today. Uh -huh. And this is over 50 years ago. I went into service in 1966. I am a Vietnam-era veteran. Uh, and thank you for your service. And you're welcome. But there's a sacrifice to that service. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. PTSD, uh, homelessness, and these shed-in veterans has to be recognized through organizations like Mr. Foss is doing. Mm -hmm. We have to collaborate and come together. So my organization, American Veterans Advocacy, is an uh, educational navigational system. Uh -huh. Then we're partnering with the public library here in Homa, Louisiana. And we have another section of uh, a subsidiary company, which is called Vets United, mm -hmm. and, and which we're hoping to put together a community health care free clinic for veterans and their families. Because most of uh, the veterans' administrations have, have sections for the family, but they do not recognize the care of the family. Right, right. So we've got to make that expression. Okay. Uh, and that's what we're doing with the clinic. And I was and I was intrigued to get you guys on. I mean, I work out at the gym, Body Elite, and I see you there all the time. And we kind of, you know, we bullshit, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. on the floor and everything like that. And you would tell it, you know, I was like, God damn, man, you like really cutting up and you you looking good. I'm like, you're training for something. And you were talking to me and you mentioned it about you doing this crazy you know, run that you're going to, you know, you start from New Orleans and then make your way down to Florida. Tell me a little bit about that and what inspired you to get involved in that. Like, because uh, the, the way I'm setting it up, too, is my grandpa was a veteran, too. He's right. uh, He was in the Marines. He taught himself how to play the guitar. Uh, God rest his soul, he's been going for about nine nine years. But uh, he had trouble getting, you know, the, the, the benefits that I think that you guys that serve, in you know, for this country, you deserve. You shouldn't be put on the side, you Absolutely. know, on the sidelines and waiting for this. So 
when I heard you do this, I was like, God, you got to come on my podcast and we got to try to drum up some type of awareness for this. So I'm glad you guys are here. So tell me about the craziness that you plan on doing pretty soon. Ever since I was a kid, I started running, doing bike riding, stuff like that. So I used to ride from Devil Swamp to school in the morning, eight miles to in Thibodeau, mm-hmm. go to school. Then I would ride to a mechanic shop after I'm work and I'd ride the bike back home in the evenings. So since True I was- Cajun. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I lived on Devil Swamp. True cool ass. Way, way out. Yeah, I'm so bad that my phone don't understand me half the time I talk because I sound like Coach O. Uh-huh. So I was always doing endurance stuff for my father. My father would work in the shipyard all day, and sometimes uh, when he came back from Avondale, the traffic was too long in Raceland. So he'd jump out in his welding clothes and run three miles home because he didn't want to wait in traffic. Then he'd work out two or three hours in the garage. Mm-hmm. So he was my inspire, inspiration for fitness. Right. So what happened was I was in Thailand. I moved to Thailand in 2015 to go do some training, and I was training people there as a personal trainer and a boxing instructor. Okay. And I was working at a beautiful MMA kickboxing Muay Thai resort. So you got involved in that sport. Uh, how, many yes. fights you ha- how many fights you've had? I've had so many, and so many of them were like, Back when I started in 2000, they wasn't even sanctioned. Like, they would put a ring up in a bar, uh-huh. and people drunk and everything would sign up to fight, and <laughs> you'd fight until no one, you beat, you you lost, or you so, win. So, literally, I'm t- I'm picturing this scene. Like, tough man. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm picturing the scene in X-Men when I see Wolverine. He's just in that ring in that bar, and he's just drinking, and whoever wants to come fight him yes. fights. Yes. That's how it was. Yes. You wow. signed the waiver. There was no ambulances, no blood work, no It's doctors. all on you at your own risk. You signed a paper, and, man, they had guys that were so drunk, they'd throw a punch, and, and, and you move out the way, they fall. Right. You know, it was— It was they, rough, they hit huh? him in the stomach. they throw a beer. <laughs> they fly. I picked one dude. I, I kicked him. He fell over the ropes and onto the judge's table on beer bottles. It, it was— it But was, I guess that's where you make your name for yourself, too, yeah, sometimes. You, you know, you got to start at the bottom, yeah? The first cage fight I ever had was in the abyss in a smoke nightclub in a 16 by 16 the cage. Abyss, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I was 20 years old. I remember walking to the cage. I was so nervous. I couldn't even hear anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I got in the cage, I was thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing in here? And next <laughs> thing I know, he says, fight. I run at the dude and he catches me with an elbow, busts my nose. And I'm and he's got me pinned against the cage. And I'm thinking that again, why did I do this? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, I just black out and go into it. And then the referee's Calling it off, I had won the fight, and when I jumped on the cage, I felt that rush from that crowd. And you were hooked. I was hooked. Yeah, yeah. But the guy, the guy that used to own body leads, the guy that talked me into doing it when I was young and believed in me, and right. he introduced me to Darren Caroline, who was one of the most known boxers from this area. He had beat Butterbean, and Darren took me in like a son and really worked with me and worked with me on and off for 20 years and never uh, charged me a penny. Oh, okay. He made me tough. So the little MMA uh, deal um, right there in the little shopping center or um, by Burger King, on the Grand Cali Road, did you work out in there? Was that kind of like your little I trained hub? there in the last couple of years, but no, this was at the West Side Gym years ago. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. The, bi- the bigger one, yeah. Right, and then I would go to New Orleans for my ground game and my MMA training, but all my boxing was done in the abdominal room uh, in the beginning years with Darren. We'd move a couple of the weight pieces of, pieces of weight equipment out of the way, and we would spar in there, and he would bust my nose, and the blood would fly, uh-huh. and I'd have to go full nine the walls after, to, you know, because he <laughs> yeah. bust. I just stuck cotton in my both you sides. You a bleeder, huh? I'd stick both sides <laughs> and go back in there. And, uh, right. Nobody would walk in that room because blood was flying everywhere. Right, right. Yeah, but he made me tough, though. I owe, I owe a lot of my heart to Darren Carline. So so you're, you're training, you're getting, you know, you're fit, you're meeting a lot of people, you're doing this cross Frit training, the, the the MMA, doing all this stuff. How did you put it together as far as 
you um, now we were talking earlier. You say you don't consider yourself a veteran, but I consider yourself. You know, if you signed up and you did what you had to do, tell us the story of how you became with the veterans, or you you call yourself not a veteran. But okay, I went to <laughs> basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia, and then when I got into AI, AIT, every time we would do the marches with the heavy bags, I'd have a burning down my sciatic nerve, mm-hmm. which technically would have been fixed by orthopedics. Right. But they don't do that. They, they send, I got an x-ray, and I actually have the same birth defect my father and my son have, where I think it's L5 and S1 are kind of sliding off of each other. I got you. But it's never. I've had a surgery on the L5 before, just for a, um, a bulging disc. Well, so. my yeah. father was working out, and when he was 36, and when he, he well, he was at work first, and he was guiding a, a roll of wire with a cream, when he twisted his back, popped, and he fell. Uh-huh. When a doctor told him to go home and rest, he'd be all right. Well, hence Rick Fit Extreme, I get it from my father. Uh-huh. He's all or none, he couldn't sit still. Kind of like someone else, y'all know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he, he after the second day, he went and worked on his puncher bag, and when he threw a spinning kick, it slipped, and he had to have four discs removed. Wow. So, I guess the the army was worried about that happening. Yeah. So that I, I got discharged before finishing so, AIT. So in the army, I mean, I've never been in the army, but I mean, I see it on TV. They, they you got to really be a pure specimen. You can't have any like. You know, vision problems. You can't have. I mean, you have to be in top not shape. So. Not, not so much. So not, much. Uh, okay. All right. But but this is kind of a little weird back, situation. Little back, neck, neck heart, stuff. head. They yeah. don't really. They don't really take a chance with that. Right. Right. And even though I've had almost, like I said, I can't count anymore because uh-huh. I've had so many. But I've had almost eighty professional fights, whether it's boxing, MMA, tough man in the ballrooms. Right. Uh, I've had a bunch. I've had some in Thailand. And um, when I was in Thailand, this is where the veteran things comes up. And also, I. I I wish I, I wish I could have went and fight. Mm-hmm. I, I, I honor the guys that did so much. I feel that this might be an opportunity for me to do my part. Mm-hmm. Maybe the good Lord kept me out of that because he had this for me. Right, you know, you, to build awareness for what's really going I'm on. I'm super passionate right. about this. Right. Why go and be one man when if I could help? Even yeah, if this yeah. bike ride, I help one person you save did. their life, yeah, I mean, I'm on it. And that's why I do the videos I do. If it, if it makes one person laugh... I did well, my you job. You everybody laughing. <laughs> yeah. so, no, but I want to help you right. get everybody right. So, yeah, so definitely. When, when I was in Thailand, I met two gentlemen, uh, buddy of mine, Eric and Mike. They, Eric doesn't mind I speak about uh, Mike doesn't mind I speak about him. Well, we became good friends right off the bat because they were veterans, and I got mad respect for veterans. Mm-hmm. So Mike was Army. Eric was Marine. They came back a month before I did, and they came back May 2019. I came back June 2019 for a fight. Mm-hmm. Well, they were back, and it was— drinking and and the ptsd was getting to him and they mike decided to leave and go back to his home area well when he did my friend eric stayed home and he shut in and he drank pretty much three-fifths of vodka a day until Mm -hmm. he poisoned himself he was the ptsd he didn't go get help he shut himself in and he gave up on life right so when covid hit you know my i had a protection a little bit of a uh, VIP hospitality kind of protection business around New Orleans. That all kind of went down. So I started regretting that I stayed. I wanted to go back to Thailand. And I said, you know what? After what just happened to my friend Eric and, and uh, another friend of mine, John, 
We found out he's 35 years old, needs a heart transplant, and that don't happen soon. He's going to die. I said, let me do something to help my friends. Let me do something to help the veterans. Mm -hmm. So I came up with this idea. Instead of focusing on my negative stuff going on, let me focus on helping people. Because right. my father's got 30 years sobriety in, in Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh -huh. And I watched him over the last 30 years dedicate his life to helping other people. He sponsors people because he was disabled. Right. So all he did was help people, go out at 2 in the morning, help drunks and, and stuff. So I, I said, well, I'm not in that area. How can I help people? And I said, the veterans. I got to help the veterans. Right. So that's that's where that came up, the passion. My Uncle Russell Danos from Raceland is a Purple Heart, and two. I think he's got two other medals, mm -hmm. Vietnam veteran. And I seen he had to live in back at a lake when he got back from Vietnam and back at Lake Field because he couldn't be around society. So right. he was in a lake. You could only get to my boat. And I remember him waking up when I was there as a kid in mm -hmm. the middle of the night sitting outside, and it, it got to him. Yeah. So I, I want to help people like that. Now, t Mr. Johnny, tell me, tell me about um, PTSD. I know it's a, I know it's a disorder that a lot of veterans you, you pop up. Is that one of the main? Is that one of the main? Well, well, let me let me with the veterans. Let me explain it this way. Uh, medically speaking, uh, in in the uh, psychiatric uh, uh, DSM five, we are evaluated by that in the VA. Now, the DSM five is 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 the mental disorders. PTSD has no business in the Veterans Affairs because PTSD warfare mm -hmm. is totally different from PTSD Katrina. Right. Let's look at it from it, that it's, aspect. It's two different types of trauma. Two different types yes. of trauma, and the trauma of a veteran will never compare to what they evaluate them as. Right. Now, so we've got to make it uh, known that in PTSD— that to to uh, subside all of the deaths that we suffer in suicide and and, and uh, recklessness of homes of how they treat the family of uh, uh, dysfunctioning uh, work habits and stuff like that, those things do not go away for a war veteran mm -hmm. or a woman that is a war veteran that understand about her children that what she is passing on down to her children mm -hmm. mentally. Right. Not physically, mentally. So in PTSD, they have to recognize that there are different variations of post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. All right? There are six different variations. Mm -hmm. How many of us are evaluated on those evaluations of post-traumatic stress? You have dementia. Right. You have delirium. Uh -huh. You have vertigo. Uh -huh. You have post-traumatic syndromes. Those things like that, if we recognize that within the veterans, then we can look at how to evaluate and give them the right decisions of help in PTSD. Right. Because I'm, I'm, well, I'm assuming that a lot of these people, these veterans, they have to, they don't even have the money to get assessed or to be right. looked at to where, okay, they're suffering from some type of this disorder, not and not just put them in a bubble and say, okay, no, it, you know, just a band-aid on the problem. We can really use these funds to really narrow down and really give them the, the, the you know, the medication or, you know, what they actually need to help them. Is yes. that what? Yes. They, they, let's take uh, post-traumatic vertigo. Okay. A lot of your Navy veterans... Post-traumatic vertigo. Now, this is the, the ver swaying back and forth from being right. on a ship for so Unbalanced, long. Unbalanced, yes. Well, yes. And we, we will get that if we go on a cruise, but three right. days later, that goes away. It goes away. For a veteran that's been on a ship for 
yeah. his whole life. Yeah. You know, he's, he, he's his, like it, this forever. It's an yeah. illness that he cannot remove. Yes, exactly. Okay, so it has to be treated uh, through the VA if he's recognized, but they don't recognize that. Mm-hmm. In the cancers that we have, a lot that's passed down through our genes is coming from 50 years ago. Right. From Vietnam era veterans, and we, we they give these presumptive diseases to them to recognize, okay? Mm-hmm. But some they don't, right? And some are major yeah. strokes, mm-hmm. uh, colon cancer, right? Heart attacks, right? Not recognized. No, because any run of the muck person could suffer from that. However. If you're dealing with PTSD, you're dealing with the vertigo, it uh, kind of accelerates these things. Accelerates. Even like the yes, cancer exactly. with the Agent Orange, right? With Agent Orange. We're speaking on Agent Orange. Let's speak on Agent Orange. Okay. Uh, that herbicide right now is being recognized through the public, which we call Roundup. Mm-hmm. Guess what? <laughs> Same thing with Agent Orange. Right. So why is it that we recognize and pay for that and we don't pay all of these veterans that are affected by right. uh, the herbicides that were used during the Vietnam era war right. and that they cannot receive the proper benefits for that injury. Now, here is another big factor in that herbicide. That herbicide was not just used in Vietnam. It was tested and used at all well, I'm not going to say all, oh, but most of our bases here in the United States. Mm-hmm. So why are we not recognizing that the contamination of that is here right. in our own soils? Well, I mean, you see commercials all the time with asbestos. You see, you know, all right. kind of people working with different type of chemicals. Yeah. That makes perfect sense that the people that sacrificed everything, you would want yeah. to give something yeah. at least back to them you to help them to get, them. make them right, you know, or yeah. even like that. Or make but, them feel good. But this is why we're yeah. coming together, guys like yourselves yeah. and you. And we're going to, we, you almost have to do something kind of. Uh, out extreme. there, party, extreme. Extreme. extreme, exactly, and that's why I was like, "Well, man, if you're willing to start at you, you're saying the World War II Museum in uh, in New Orleans, okay? Yeah. Which, and I think Louisiana is a great place to to Absolutely. drum up this because Absolutely. not only we have the culture and we have the we have the people that are willing to make the uh, I don't want to say idiots, but really just put themselves out there. People right. in Louisiana will do it. Couillons. When there's, yeah. When We're there's, the only state that, that has a exactly. shape to it. Look, let, we have a definite shape. Yeah. We can kick we you with kick it. Ass. We that's, kick that's ass. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So we kick Put ass. Put that boot out but there. But I mean, when there's, you know, when New York had the Superstorm uh, Sandy up there, yeah. yeah, we had the Cajun Navy. They packed the gumbo that's pots right. and that's they right. up there. That's We're right. willing to help. That's right. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled and I'm I'm willing to do whatever it takes to I help you that. on your journey. Yeah, you know, we really we're gonna start some this. YouTube channels. We're gonna start to do some videos. We're gonna do all kind of stuff. But tell me, tell me about the events that you got coming up. I know March nineteenth, next Friday, I believe it is. Y'all got um, some uh, benefits. That, tell seafood, me about that. Spar Seafood is donating two hundred plate lunches for us to go and feed homeless. Okay. And while we're there, Mr. Johnny can take over on this, but while we're there, any of them that are veterans that allow us to, we're going to interview them for the, the kickoff, um, part of the kickoff for the bike ride. Okay. Um, then April 1st at probably 9 o'clock in the morning, I'll be leaving from the World War II Museum off on my journey. Okay. And from there, I'll be going, I'll be taking Old Spanish Trail to 90, uh, following 90 along the Gulf Coast from the Mississippi State Line all the way to 
Pensacola. Mm-hmm. Now, once I get to Pensacola, Pensacola, uh, Florida, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Not Pensacola, Louisiana. Nah. I don't even know what they have. No, this dude is actually going to go all the way to the point of uh, Florida, right? Key West. Oh, Key West. I'm going to follow through uh, Panama. You can't get any more cuyon than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, let me help him out on this. Here, yeah, now. go ahead. Uh, what we need for uh, uh, these podcasters to do for us is to actually track him on this journey, yes. on this 1,500 miles, so that every spot that he has a, a, a break or something, that he is welcome there. Yes. And, and help the support system build up to give him that encouragement and the knowledge that that someone is recognizing that the this one guy is doing this big deal. Exactly. Yeah. Like so. I mean, if if you you go, um, I, I mean, I don't know how long you go on a on a stretch. You know that you can take. You well, it's going to be from city to city. Whenever I get to a city, is when I'm going to do my field work. Okay. I'm going to get a hotel, uh, a cheaper hotel, while I'm in the big cities. That way, I can get out and talk to some of the, the homeless, shut-in veterans, and mm-hmm. and maybe give them get buy them a little bit of food, and maybe. And the uh, cool thing about this is you're going to document the whole. Thing. You're gonna have GoPros right. on you. You're yes. gonna be talking to people and documenting your whole journey there. I, I want to hear some of the stories of these guys on how they ended up in the position that they're in. Do they know about some of the things that the, the VA and other organizations are out there that they offer to help? Right. Mr. Johnny helps a lot of them that are shut in that don't know about these these. Exactly. Things. There's a lot of programs that are out there to kind of at least get yeah. you started that they don't know about. And, and yeah. if they don't know about these programs, I'm going to introduce and put them in touch with either Mr. Johnny or someone else that he recommends that can help. Right. Them. So it's not just it's not just a, 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 a I guess a pilgrimage just to yeah. do. You actually going to beat the streets. You're gonna when you're yeah. in yeah. there and yeah. talk. To I'm these going veterans. to the deepest, dirtiest, darkest places for some of the homeless and find them and let them know you are not forgotten. Yeah. A group of people, my backers, who's been helping me and the other general public that's going to donate into this 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 situation. Apparently, if they're willing to even put one dollar into either the after the mission or Rick Fit Extreme, they apparently have not forgot about our veterans. Right. So these veterans think that the public has forgot about them, especially the poor guys came back from Vietnam. They were spit upon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so we want them to know, look, w- there's many Americans out there that want you to, to want you to be treated better. Yeah. How do you know about these programs? And if like, I may ask them the question at the end of it, what would you like to, for the American people to know on how to treat veterans coming back better? Mm-hmm. What would you say? And that's going to be part of one of you know right. things I'm doing. I, I, I want them to know that they are not forgotten, yeah, and that they are still loved and cared for, even if they're in the deepest, darkest places. I'm probably going to go to some of the places that most people wouldn't go by themselves mm-hmm. because I have a background in MMA. Um, I've worked in the French Quarter security, bouncing and, and bodyguarding right. for the last twenty years. I, you're you're not, prepared to do this. There's not many. Yeah. There's not many cities. Maybe Chicago that might be worse than New Orleans. Right. right. And I've walked those streets of New Orleans at two, three, four in the morning. Yeah. Working in the clubs and stuff when I was back in the day, and I've been. I've seen things. You know, so I'm not scared. I'm always looking around my, my surroundings. Yeah. I'm, you got I'm eyes on the back of your head. I'm comfortable going into these locations. And right. This. I'm not scared. Right. Because. That's the ones who really need our help. I'm looking to also reach the ones who were like my buddy Eric before he passed away, shut in and just giving up hope. Right. I want to go and give them a little light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Give them a little bit warm food, buy them a set of clothes, and say, hey, look, we love you. We care about you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Don't give up. Point them in the right direction, too. Yes. Yeah. Point exactly. them to some people like Mr. Johnny exactly. who's educated in these things. And like Mr. Yeah. Johnny said earlier, when you're on this, we're going to, you know, kind of like keep a little tracker on you and say, hey, I'm riding into, I'm I'm crashing in Slidell. Well, maybe yeah. the local Canes over there might say, right. hey, man, right. I, I want to buy you lunch. Come on yeah. in. And then they get tagged on it. And it's just yeah. everybody can get involved along the way. You we know, wanna, then, we want to we wanna increase that tag. So by the time he reached Florida, Florida is prepared to receive him. Yeah, down because Florida is the largest. We have stretch. the media down there. Everything, everything. is. Uh, you've yeah, crossed already, the finish line. I've already got people in Key West talking to the news. Yeah. That's that knew me from Facebook. Okay, yeah. so they're, right. they're working on that. But we we're gonna try to contact them as well. Yeah. Also, eventually, when all the things open back up, I want to do one more fight, one more MMA fight. Mm-hmm. My opponent's already on board. We just gotta wait on. Uh, the Civic Center to be able to sell out, and all the money from me and my opponent's fight purse, we're both going to donate to the nonprofit as well as awesome. the winnings. And I'm going to do the same with all my my commission on my ticket sales. So that night, and, and Justin Verdam, my promoter here, mm-hmm. he's going to make that a, a veterans based event. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're gonna we're gonna uh, be thinking of veterans all night, and he's going to donate us a percentage of the ticket sales for the event as well to the nonprofit. So my next and last fight will be. Uh, that night, I will be fighting for those who fought for this country. Yeah. And my opponent's on board as well. Awesome. That'll be your last fight or what? I've been saying that for 20 years. I'll retire. <laughs> I'll retire and come back more than my boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you still got it, then you get, you know. Use, you know, it. You use it. Use it. Exactly. Well, I'm, of course. I'm 73 years old and I'm still using it. Still kicking, huh? Still kicking. <laughs> You know, I live a very healthy lifestyle. I don't drink alcohol. Uh-huh. I don't smoke. I don't really go to the late night unless I'm driving clients around. Right. I watch what I eat. My worst thing is ice cream. I, I can't put you the ice cream to, down. You got to, man. You got to live a little. Yeah. So every time after I ride 50 miles or more per day, I have two Haagen-Dazs chocolate peanut butter ice creams. <laughs> That's my treat. Yeah, but, I mean, working out like you do, you burn yeah. through that like it's nothing. I'm yeah. actually, everybody's telling me I need to fatten up a little bit before I take the bike ride. But Yeah, I, man, you I, might cramp up, dude. I, I can't do it. It's Rick Fit, not Rick Fat. <laughs> yeah. Rick Fit Extreme. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, uh, th- well, let's talk about the journey. I mean, how long, How what, what mile stretch is that? In the beginning, it's, it's, once I finish with all the zigzagging and stuff to locate the veterans, it's going to be about 1,500. Just okay. to Key West, I got to go to Cape Call to do a podcast. Uh, YouTube show with my bodybuilding coach, my mm-hmm. diet coach, Dave Palumbo, uh, where I'm going to jump in his pond and try to catch his alligator. Okay. Jay Paul is giving me pointers on how to catch it. He thinks I'm nuts for doing it, but <laughs> he can't talk. He wrestled a 10-foot alligator. He's more thinks I'm crazy for the bike ride than alligator. Yeah. But it's I'm extreme. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to stop there, and then I'm going to shoot across to Miami. I'm going to spend a few days in Miami because I've been there before putting on fights, and there's a lot of homeless there. So I'm going to work okay. some days in Miami, then I'm going to tip Key West. And just saying this, let's say if a bunch of people get behind us, I may take off from Key West and work my way to New York. I don't know where this thing's going to end. As of right now, it's Key West. Right. But if we get enough backers, yeah. and I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it out there. If anybody that would be willing to put up a large donation to the nonprofit and give me a challenge, like uh-huh. let's say, uh, okay, canoe to Mississippi back, or uh, canoe to Intercoastal, or walk across the country, try to jog with, with a backpacker, any kind of crazy challenges. Little challenge it, to make it, money. Extreme, yes. extreme challenges. I will try to do if the, if the money's 
enough for the, the nonprofit. To well, help you never know. You might have a couple of coolions in that area that does yeah. a challenge and say, "We'll go do it with you." And then yeah. you know, you Actually, might have another donor absolutely. that says, "Well, I'm a, I'm a match it." You know, yeah, absolutely. Whatever. In absolutely. Florida, there's a strong cycling groups, and every one of them that I've posted and said, "Let us know when you're coming through. We might ride along with you." Okay. And they're willing to help me with any breakdowns and stuff like that. So Florida has been already great with um. um Offering support to me. Okay. So Florida's the easy part. It's getting from... It's going to Swampy, the, the moving yeah. up and down through well, Louisiana. It's, it, it's like, like my father and I are going to go take a ride from the World War II Museum. We're going to pass through Chef Mentor, go over that small bridge, because right. I can't ride on interstate. It's yeah. illegal. Oh. Then we're going to check to make sure it has a good enough shoulder. Don't have to be a perfect shoulder, because I'm going on a gravel bike, which right. is right underneath a mountain bike. So I can hit some... On and off road some trails. terrain, yeah. Right. It's just we want to make sure that I don't have to cross any bridges that don't have a shoulder. I got you. Because a friend of mine, she got hit by a mirror in 2003 and killed. Oh, no. I do not ride on the white line like a lot of cyclists do. Yeah. I ride way over on the shoulder. I'm not putting my life in somebody else's hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't do that. So. Yeah, can I ask a question? Yeah. Can we put a tracker on you? Yeah, we could. Well, your phone. Your phone yeah, is your phone, your phone yeah, will be a tracker. There's different apps that yeah. I could add people to cycle yeah. through. Yeah, and then you can, yeah, and you, you, you're you the little dot and you're going down yeah, there, yeah, you know, yeah, wherever yeah. and kind of track it. You know, That's where's, some modern day stuff there. Where's Pitbull? Yeah, you could do that. But no, that's man, that's awesome. Yeah. And look, like I said, um, I work for Mike Fazy. He's big with the veterans, he's, too. Yeah. He he's donates a big, big supporter of yeah, mine. He donates to that. And when I started working over here, it kind of opened my eyes to, man, I never really thought about it that way. You know, it's like I know I know veterans, they do everything. But, you know, my um, my grandpa, you know, he was a, like I said, he was a Marine and. He, he did his train and he did what he had to do and he came back. Thank God he didn't have any problems or anything. But he still says, man, that, you know, some of my brothers out there and my sisters that, you know, yeah. served with us, they weren't so fortunate, you know, and they don't. They, they, they didn't know, make and, it back and uh, a lot of them are living and they are not being treated in the proper care that they should be. Right. Uh, and we've got to we've got to shine that big light on those that are shut in. Uh, we have to open that door so that we know where they are. Right. Because a lot of them are so sh- far back that they don't want you to know. Well, a lot of them have a lot of pride, too. Yeah, they, the they pride, think, you know, yes, And, yes. I mean, look, forget pride, yeah. check your pride at the check door. Pride. That's yeah. right. And, I mean, Absolutely. look, you know, Absolutely. if you need help, you know, don't feel don't feel bad to ask yes. for it, you know. I mean, that's that's the biggest courage right there to, to ask for the help, you know. And, and hopefully my way to introduce myself to them and to get them to want to trust me a little bit to speak with me on the interviews mm-hmm. is I'm going to buy them some food. And maybe take them to Uber them to Walmart and go get them a couple sets of clothing or something. Yeah. That's what I'm going to use the money from after the mission, part of it for for that. And then right. one thing when I get back from the after the mission stuff, once I am back on this and I have a tree cutting business, we're going to start going to some of his contacts, the shut-in veterans who live in hazardous housing, right. where their porches yeah. might be falling Clean apart. Them up. A tree might yeah. fall on their well, house. So I'm the tree and Nate. I can handle the trees. Take them but down. We want to um, get the uh, chopper. Chop it now. <laughs> but we want to go and like fix their porches up and look give them something to wake up and look that they got something a little bit nice yeah, yeah. not everything gloomy falling in maybe that little bit of hope will help them man yeah. you never yeah. You, you, yeah. i mean just cleaning up a house and having the smell yeah. of a clean house sometimes yeah. it just inspires you to like i'm a today's gonna be a better day you know what yeah. i'm change saying the so vision. change yeah change yeah. the whole mindset and we don't want what he's elder especially uh, the the korean era or in the vietnam era now we don't want that these old veterans to try to walk outside their house and fall through their porch right so ed diaz with cajun home um 
Colonel Home Improvements is starting to save extra material right now, okay. uh, and that way when it's when I do come back, he's going to send a couple, donate a couple of his workers. That's the Colonel Home Improvements to help because I'm not a carpenter. I can I can destroy anything. Right. Me and my Bobcat, you know, listen to a little two live crew on the radio. Yeah. You know? but, uh, gotta <laughs> two live crew, you work a little faster. Gotta, gotta love it, man. You know? <laughs> but uh, so they they're going to help with the rebuilding. And making their houses safer and look better. Yeah. I'm going to do the trees and stuff like that. And painting, I could do that stuff. But the carpenter work, I'll leave that to the professionals. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, at least it's a little something, man. I mean, yeah. dude, you, you got too much on your plate, man. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot. I've it's got a, a good team. Though. Look, when you said that y'all would help me with the editing and help me with the YouTube channel and the yeah. documentary, man, that just blew my mind. And yeah. I, I've, like, ex- I've extended it bigger than I ever thought it yeah, would Yeah, look, like I said, man, is anything that can help you, you guys out bring awareness to, you know, I mean— it, everybody reaches out to me. Hey, man, we got this, we got this, we got, and I try to help out as many people as I can. When you approached me and said that, I'm like, man, look, if if I can help the veterans out any way I can, I'm gonna yeah. do it. You basically, know? basically, I want to be the racehorse that gets the attention drawn, mm-hmm. and after that, I'm gonna let the the people like. Uh, Mr. Johnny and some of the other people that have deeper knowledge and insight on the lo- the, the conditions of these veterans right. to help guide me the rest of the way. I just want to be that race. You're going to be the cheerleader. You're going to be the cheerleader. You're going to be the one He's with the consoles on your He's going to be the drum major. <laughs> if he don't get this band behind him, he has no music. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I'm so grateful that the sheriff, the new sheriff, you know, he's a veteran. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Loving the debt. Uh, he's amazing. Yeah. I went in his office and told him what I was doing. He says, Rick, that's amazing. He says, look, if I can help you in any way, let me know. He says, but look, I'm going to put you in touch with this guy, Mr. Johnny Smith. He does wonders for the veterans. So Tim's behind us. Jeff Landry's a personal friend of mine. I always see him. He's a big supporter of us, and so is Joe Waits. So we got a – and Mike Fazy as well. We got got good local support. You got a little core. You got a little core to start, and uh, we're just going to make it look pretty. I got more than that. Mike donated to us last uh, year for our health fair. We do a health fair. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mike, he always – he donates – I think they cook food for the veterans every friday at yeah. the uh at the museum and stuff so yeah. anything and anytime he sees like you know first responders or you know cops yeah. or any any type of military people he p- picks up their lunch any every single yeah. time yeah. The, you know matter of fact a matter of fact i think we need to mention into this here awareness of uh, our first our, our workers that are out here doing this covid incident so if we can uh include them into our veterans program mm-hmm. we need to recognize them too because no, they're not. Right. A lot of our veterans are those people that exactly. are in those first responders. Exactly. So we've got to shine that light, too, also, and make that recognition that we have an extreme person here mm-hmm. that's going to do the extreme. Right. So let, let's make those challenges uh, go to them, too. Right. You know. Exactly. Uh, yeah, eventually, like, one of my challenges I want to do, I'm not going to swim it. I've seen a Navy SEAL do it, but I'm not swimming the Mississippi River. I'm going to canoe from the top to the bottom. Yeah, oh, don't yeah, swim yeah. it. Guys like Paulie said, guys yeah. with the name Rocky sink. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ricky's close to that. But um, <laughs> I heard you could even put a life jacket on and you're still sinking that sucker with the current. I mean, it's so But so this guy swim and yeah. I'm giving my props. But <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do three or four extreme challenges a year to draw attention to, to, to this cause. Right. Whether it's uh ride from the tip of South America up to Alaska. It yeah. depends how many backers I get. If I get enough backers, I'll take on any challenge that anyone gives me. Right. With the right financial backing towards the nonprofit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well that's cool. I'm man. up for any challenges if anybody's listening to this. Yeah, man. 
Well, I, you know what? I'm 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 kind of shredding for the summer too. I might have to do a challenge with you. You know, I, I'm not riding to Florida. I can't do that. <laughs> I, my knees are gonna fall count, off. <laughs> count, count, count me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, count me in when it comes to distribute. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. distributing the, the the story because I like I said, man. If anything I could do to help these guys out, I mean, it's uh, it's a shame because sometimes we'll uh, you know. We, we don't realize how blessed we have it. You know, I, you know, I'm in my car and I'm listening. And I'm like, man, I got to go pick up my daughter dancing. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm like, then I'll pat, then I'll stop and I'll see somebody with a song. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I, how selfish of me, you yeah. know, Absolutely. my, my, my problems are so petty. This you is know? the same thing I was thinking when Corona hit and I was, oh, yeah. I was, I was my, my, my VIP services and all that stuff was hindered. And I was back cutting trees cause I, I don't enjoy it, but it, I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I should go back to Thailand. And I'm thinking, you got one buddy just passed away, drinking himself to death. You got another buddy that needs a heart transplant. Really, Ricky? Like, right. dude, you got you. You're 41 years old, and you for your age, you're Superman. Right. Let's use let's let's focus on helping people. Yeah. And stop worrying about poor little Ricky. Yeah. Let's worry about people who need help. Exactly. Because I mean, I think yeah. all of us have a purpose in life. And when you find that purpose and you use it to yeah. benefit somebody else. It has given me so much drive to wake up every day. I mean, yeah. just yesterday I did 60 miles on the levee. And I seen a lady out there. She was taking a bike down. We started chatting. And I told her my distance. She said, wow, that's far. I said, man, that's just a warm-up. I said, I'm getting ready to ride from New Orleans to Key West, Florida, to raise awareness for PTSD and homeless veterans. She goes, wow, how can I follow you? How can I donate? Yeah. So people, it's funny because it's I, infectious. I, I tell people, and I don't say bicycle. They're like, well, what kind of bike you riding? A Harley? I'm like, no, nah, I'm riding my bicycle. Yes. Like, what? Man, <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy. I say, yep. Yep. Well, you got to get crazy sometimes. I, say, yeah. I, say, I, get it, I get it from my daddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to, uh, I mean, we we could talk about the, so on the on the 19th of uh, March, y'all going to have Spars donating the uh, the food. Y'all going to be doing this as of right now, tentatively in front of the of City Hall in New Sacred Orleans. Heart. No. Sacred, oh, Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart. I'm sorry. If Sacred that doesn't work out, we'll be in front of the city. Yeah, but front, we're yeah. asking for anybody that wants to get rid of some clothing, shoes, or hygiene products. Drop it off over there. To either Body Elite. Well, if it's oh, Body Elite and Homa. Okay. Body Elite or, or Powerhouse, Powerhouse Gym. Yeah. Powerhouse Gym. Okay. And they're going to know what to do with it. So Body there. Elite is on. Uh, um, prospect, prospect in home uh, on the West Park on the East Side, and yeah. the um, old Piccadilly. Yeah, the old Piccadilly. Yeah. You can drop off donations over both there. Both Nicole, the owner of the Body Elite, and the guy they call Big Country that owns yeah, Powerhouse. Right, they're yeah. all big time supporters of veterans and backing me on this. Yeah, okay, awesome. I also, also want to say. Uh, uh, how lucky I am that the guy over at BG Bikes, Rod, is coaching me on the gear to buy because I have no idea how to do this. Right. So he's been coaching me and helping me pick the right bike, and he's donating a, a, a large amount of the bike stuff as to help me the with equipment. it because I believe he's a veteran as well. Okay, awesome, so. awesome. Yeah, we'll give them shout-outs along the way too. So, And then it's all going to culminate on April 1st. I am chomping at the You beat. ain't going to bust an April Fool's Day and say, uh, oh, nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to do that, huh? No, I, I was thinking of having like some call my dad and tell him I got ran off the road by a car or something. I told him, he's like, what the hell's wrong with y'all have a heart attack? I like picking on my dad. He's done it to me yeah. all my life. You know? Yeah. But no, April's a good time. The, the, weather's, the weather's pretty good. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. You get probably in the 70s and you'll, yeah. you'll drum up a sweat, but not and too, I'll too bad. I'll be camping on the nights between the big cities. I'm pulling the tent with me. I'll be camping on the beaches and stuff like that that are legal. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited about that to have some time with just uh, being out in nature. How long do um, you think it'll take you to get to Cuba? If I was going to do it the first way I was going to do it, where I just tried to do it as fast as I could, it would uh-huh. took, at 65 miles a day, it would take 60, uh, 17 days or less. 
uh, depending on how many I wrote a day. Okay. 65 days, 17 days. But when you decided to help me with this and uh, we decided yeah. to go with a documentary, right. I got so much more I can do to help people. Yep. I'm just... You I'm know, a, kind of take your time. I'm huh? taking four to six weeks. I'll be out yeah. on a bike. No, that's yeah. great because... Uh, well, if you leave April, four to six weeks, well, no, uh, I'm not going on my vacation until the end of July. I was going to say if I was a passing by you, I would have stopped by and bought you lunch <laughs> on my way to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's all right. good. I, I, but I we got to help you along the way. Yeah, I think that he needs to understand, too, that we have to protect him on this road. Yes. Uh, the the uh, Sheriff's Department is one of the um, biggest protective systems we have on the road. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have state police, but... Each county that he goes through, that sheriff department must be aware of his awareness. And, and Tim Swanye, we're going to ask him to do that communique for us to protect him on the road. Yeah. Because uh, he want to go off 50 miles off the road, off the path, and then come back. No. Yeah. We want him to stay as close to uh, the, the mission and, and to be able to bring those people to him instead of him going to them. Yeah. Yeah, in a safe in. way too. In yeah, but I'm way. sure there'll be places that I pass and I'll see the veterans holding the signs and you know, and he's teaching me some questions to ask him. And I hate to say this, but some of them say they're veterans and they're not. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that they are before. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if they are just homeless, I'll. I'll do yeah, you try to help them. Yeah, but if they're a veteran, I want to show them some real love. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. You, hopefully, it'll turn into a Forrest Gump thing where people just start. We were saying that, right? Start right, going right yeah, behind yeah, you, yeah. you know, and start sponsoring you and doing yeah. all kind of stuff. But well, no, I, I can't believe how many people have stepped up already behind me, and mm -hmm. I'm just yeah. blessed, honored, and grateful that yeah. people believe in that know me, believe in me enough yeah. to know that I'm going to finish this. Yeah. Well, I you know? definitely do because I'm not going 1,500 blocks. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, that's what they say. They said, well. It sounds crazy, but it's for a good cause. But if yeah, anybody absolutely. will say they're going yeah, to do absolutely. something and don't care about the 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 the, um, the beating they take right. to make it work, it's Ricky Falls. Yeah, he will do it. You know, no matter what. Well, I tell you what, I'm gonna before you leave. I'm you know what, April first, I'm gonna go meet you out there. I'll have you a nice hand basket of Boudreaux's butt paste because you're probably gonna need yes, that. Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna uh, get chafe, chafe down there, bro. You talking yeah, about, <laughs> talk about Boudreaux? <laughs> Boudreaux's butt paste lined up real good down no, there. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's going to be a lot of rides. Yeah, it's going to so, be a lot I've of rides. I've been chained of... before, but it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. well, we, we got a uh, big job on our hands, so yep. I'm, I'm hoping that we can get the support. Well, what we're going to do is uh, on the on the DJ Rap podcast, we're going to go ahead. We're going to make a donation, too, for you to get started, too. Uh, we're also going to you know pitch in and do you know your documentation. We're going to edit your stuff and, and make sure that you, you're good with all of that changed, stuff. Y'all change the whole aspect. We're going to help you out thing. with that. Yeah. And also, once we get the links you know, to your GoFundMes and all of that, we're going to tag you on all of that stuff. And um, just keep me posted as the you know the stuff goes. And you know, text me, hey, man, I'm in, you know, I'm in Tallahassee. I made it to the timeline, you know, whatever. You know, just, I might be in Panama for spring break. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, hey, Brad, I'm going to take three days off. You mind if I go get, yeah. get a couple of honeys on it? Go ahead, bro. Do what you got to yeah, do, do, man. Do. <laughs> yeah. No, but, man, I appreciate y'all coming in, telling me the story. Y'all got anything else y'all want to say before we wrap it up? Man, I just want to say once again, thank you for teaming oh, up. Oh, no problem. No, thank you for you, doing this. You this changed, is all y'all. I want to thank you. You changed it from just a small little uh, thought. Nothing small about it. Just a 
straight bike ride to being able to get out there making interviews because I don't know how yeah. to do anything with editing. Well, um, y'all have changed the whole aspect of this. On June 19th, we're doing the big summer, um, the summer bash uh, in Cocodri, and I'm gonna we'll do some donation stuff there too. We'll we'll have yeah. a box. We'll do all kind of stuff over there too. So yeah. just just let's create the awareness. Let's stay together, Absolutely. and we'll we'll post Absolutely. and we'll keep y'all. You know, really we'll keep you. everything going. Yeah, no, and anything we could do to help, yeah, we'll do it. So. We will be. Um, launching the website early next week for afterthemission.org. Okay. I called it After the Mission because I was speaking to my friend Mike and, he's, and he was talking and he says, Rick, since I'm back, I just don't have, I, I don't have nothing to focus on. I don't have a mission. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, my my part my 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 accountant who's helping me put all this together, uh, Nicole Cantrell, yep. she's done a lot of stuff with Little one, uh, Wild Wayne and a lot of fundraisers in New Orleans. Okay. She said when I told her that, he says she says what about after the mission? And the light went off. That was the name. But so yeah. the name of our nonprofit is After the Mission. Okay. The name of the YouTube channel is Rick Fit Extreme because I'm Rick. I'm pretty fit, and anybody knows me knows I'm extreme. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all or none. You know. Yeah, you 110 or nothing at all. Uh, exactly. <laughs> That's it. That's when awesome, I eat one man. ice cream, no, I eat two. You eat the whole box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, okay, I'm gonna buy five because they're on sale, and I'll eat them over two weeks. They're gone in two days. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, look, uh, I'm gonna post the link on here. So it's Rick Filt Extreme, and um, they're gonna be delivering 200 uh, plate lunches to um, further veterans at uh, Sacred Heart. Is Sacred it? Heart. Sacred Heart in New Orleans, right? Or either city, city, or city park. And uh, y'all gonna do the run? Uh, well, the kickoff on April first from. World War II Museum, right? Absolutely. And we'll try to get some people out there to coach you and get rah-rah you and as you see your way off, man. And uh, good luck, man. I hope it works out and I hope everything's good. Martin Falsh is bringing us on Bayou Time next week, so I just want to thank you. Yeah, Martin plug that. Yeah, what time? Uh, that way you, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. We're going in at 8.45 in the morning, okay. but I don't know what time it's going to air. I think he usually, y'all going Monday yeah. and do it? Okay, yeah. He usually airs that, I think, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday during yeah. the week. So y- y'all be able to see that in story. So. Thank y'all for hanging out today. Thank you, Rhett. Appreciate it. No problem, man. Thank you for uh, having us. No, no problem. And we'll see y'all next time on the DJ Rhett Podcast. See y'all later.